Welcome to the Teaching and Mental Health Podcast. Each week, I talk to fellow educators about how they deal with mental health and teaching. Listen as we have serious but sometimes funny conversations involving the craziness of teaching. As always, we are not licensed professionals and we do encourage you to find a therapist in your city. Hello, my fellow teachers and supporters. It's Miss Ford here. On today's episode, I'll be giving a brief overview of my mental health journey. I'll be talking about why I became a teacher, what happened my first year teaching middle school. It was crazy, you guys. What led up to my psychosis episode in the summer of 2021 my return to teaching, and then at the end, I'm going to give you guys some recommendations to kind of help with having panic attacks, and then we're going to close this out, and this will be the first episode of Teaching and Mental Health with Miss Ford. So I'm like so excited, so let's go ahead and get into it. The thing about mental health is that in the black household, you don't talk about depression. You don't talk about your you know, emotions. It's kind of swept under the rug because you don't want to be labeled as crazy. So we didn't talk about it. Even though growing up in the South and, you know, experiencing racism, you know, that was, that took a toll on me as a black girl. You know, I always felt less than everyone else. And that kind of grew, that kind of carried on with me as I became a teenager, as I became an adult. I didn't have a way to express how I was feeling. And because of that, it led up to what happened to me this summer, but I'm kind of jumping over, over some things. So let me get into, let me get into why I decided to become a teacher. I always knew since I was a little kid that, um, I wanted to be a teacher just because I had teachers in my life growing up who really cared about me and they wanted to, they wanted me to succeed. So I wanted to do that for other kids as well. So that's why I became a teacher. My first job I taught was high school and I taught in my home state or well, my hometown. And it was scary. It was a very scary feeling um, and I was just there to replace a teacher who went on maternity leave and she decided that she did not want to come back. And I figured why <laughs> the kids, um, they were high, they were juniors and seniors. So like they really didn't care about school. They were just there to be there. And then most of the time, you know, they didn't show up, but I did, you know, meet some students who really you know, cared about me and they cared about being in the classroom. So that kind of made the first, that kind of made my first experience with teaching, you know, fun. Um, but, 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 but my 
second year teaching was my first year teaching middle school. I, I taught eighth grade and it was it was like being in hell each day. And that's the only way that I can really, I don't know, that's the only way I can really explain it. It was like being in hell. I had nice coworkers. I had people who who cared for me, but I was still an inexperienced teacher and the students, they were awful, very awful. And I'll get into it more in a later episode about my first year of teaching middle school. But I want to talk about how it had such a profound impact on me. It really exposed my mental health in a big way because it took a it took a toll on me mentally. I after leaving that school, I was never the same. I was never the same. I was no longer I was no longer the person who I enjoyed in my tw- early 20s. I was no, I wasn't happy anymore. I really didn't care about life anymore. I was making stupid decisions. I was not mentally well. I was spending money on things that I didn't need to because I was trying to fill this void that was happening in me. I was angry because the school and the world did not protect me as a teacher. So I was trying my best to make it each day. And I had thoughts of not wanting to be here. But I didn't know about a therapist. I didn't know that I needed to speak with someone in regards to what was kind of what was going on with me. I know that I was trying to get a lawyer uh, to help me with, you know, what happened to me, but that didn't go well. So I had to deal with it on my own. And and that was me um, moving away and quitting teaching. You know, I told myself that I was never going to teach ever again. And I didn't teach for, let's see, I didn't, from 2016 to 2020, uh, no, sorry, 2016 to 2019, I didn't teach. And I was focused on other jobs. And I found a job that I really love. It paid well. Um, I just didn't like the hours because it took um, time away from me raising my son, but I loved it and I wish I could go back to it, but um, I'm going to stay on the teaching path for right now. So I moved away. I ran away from my mental health. I, I ran away from my issues and I, I ran away to a new state and I was like, Maybe I can start over. You know, maybe there's something different here that could help me. So 2019, I was working in a new state. I was at a job that I loved because it had like the best benefits. Um, And I was 
I was happy in a way because I felt accomplished. I just had finished my master's, um, my first master's degree. I was, you know, had my own apartment and everything, and I was taking care of my son on my own. So, you know, I felt good. And then one day, I got a phone call from a principal um, at an elementary school, and he was like, um, do you want to come and teach at our school? <laughs> and I was like, um, it took me a while to say yes. Um, but he, you know, really talked me into it. So I went ahead and I quit my job and I went back to, to teaching. I would say my first couple of months teaching was going back into the classroom. It was really... I felt like I had PTSD um, from my first year teaching middle school because I was teaching middle school again. And I had to kind of push that aside so that the kids didn't see that or, you know, I didn't you know want them to take advantage of me. So I it was a different it was a very different um, experience for me going back this time around because I was you know, able to bond with my students and they, they love me. So that made, you know, it made like the, this new environment, you know, good for me pretty much. So little, you know, fast forward, we had the pandemic and it was so crazy with this pandemic because it was like, we went on spring break and then never came back, like never went back to the school. So it, there was like this void in my, in my life because I didn't get to say goodbye to my students. And I felt sad. It was like the first time in a long time that I felt sad. I was like, what do I do now with my life? I'm not, I'm not used to being home. And then you have the news on every single day talking about the numbers and that scared the crap out of me. So, you know, having that fed into me and, you know, not being able to say goodbye to my students, you know, that really, once again, took a toll on me mentally. I remember like my first, the first two months of the pandemic, I was very sad. I, I was crying. My body was aching because I was not walking around like I used to. I was getting like muscle spasms. And then we went on break for the summer and then we came back and we were still online. So I wasn't back in my classroom. I wasn't back in my element. And I remember it was September. I was September of 2020. I was sitting at my desk and I suddenly I felt like somebody was sitting on my chest and I can't breathe. It was like somebody, ch and then, it, then it felt like someone was choking me and I crawled to the floor and I just was like in a cradle position and I 
was crying because once again, it felt like I can't breathe. Um, and that lasted for about, I'll say four minutes. And then it went away. And then I looked it up. I put in my symptoms in Google and it told me I was having a panic attack. And I was like, a panic attack? What is, you know, what is that? And it, it gave me like, you know, oh, panic attacks happen because of this. And my body was talking to me. My body was telling me that I needed to rest. I needed a vacation because I hadn't had a vacation in almost four years. So I that was like the last time it happened until um, 2021. So in 2021, I was sleeping and I had took some medication and the medication I had a really bad side effect from the medication and one of the really bad side effects from this medication was I was like having panic attacks back to back back to back losing my mind thinking that I was dying and that was in April of 2021 so it was the worst experience that I have ever felt in my life at that time. So it happened. I went to the hospital. They gave me some medicine. And then I went home. I went back to my regular life. So fast forward again. Um, the summer is here. I was teaching summer school and I was by myself because my son had went back to um, my hometown and I was by myself. So I didn't have really anyone to, to talk to. I was, it was just me and my thoughts and I was working out and after I was done working out, I could feel like my heart beating so fast and that caused me to panic and I panicked so bad that I went into a psychosis episode where there was like no no return from that that psychosis episode um will always be a part of me and it was a buildup of everything that happened to me since I was a little girl. Everything that happened to me led up to that day. So I was in the hospital for about a day. And when I left the hospital, I was never the same. I was having panic attacks every 10 minutes it felt like I was dying every 10 minutes and I didn't know what to do I was so scared I was scared of myself I was scared to be around people I was having these crazy thoughts in my head and then I had to 
push that aside and go back to work because the new school year was getting ready to start. So the new school year was starting and we had to do, um, you know, prep and stuff. And my first day teaching, coming back to teaching, we were in person. And I remember faking it, faking like I was okay that first day. But when I left school that first day, I was sitting in my car and I was crying. Like I was outside of a hospital and I was crying because I didn't know what was going on with me and I needed help and I needed someone to help me. And I called the crisis lines, like the state crisis lines, and they were just like a referral service. So they really can't do anything for me, especially since my income was quote unquote too high. And I'm just sitting there like, I need help. I need help. I need help. So I tried again and I found a behavior crisis line and the lady told me about a behavior hospital in my my city. And she was like, I can get you checked in and evaluated. And I was like, thank you. Thank you. I was just, it felt relief because finally I was getting help. Before this, I was looking for a therapist, but all the ther- like all the therapists were booked up for the rest of the year so I was stuck at that point but when I when she told me I can get you checked in just come on down I I was happy and she's like you know your insurance takes it we take your insurance too as well so I was in the hospital the behavior hospital for a week and it felt so good to be away from the classroom and to finally be able to get the help that I needed. And I I won't say that I was 100% better after I left the hospital. I wasn't because I was still having panic attacks every day. And it took a while for the panic attacks to stop. It took almost four months. So... I was on medical leave and there's more to it. And I'll I'll get into it in another episode about what happened to me those four months that I was on medical leave. And, you know, returning to the classroom, you know, after my um after my medical leave. And it was not an easy transition back, but it has it has gotten better. I can say that. So I'm going to (laughs) stop there. Um, But talking about my mental health journey, I know I have some spaces where you guys are like, huh, what? But I'll get into them in later episodes as I continue as I continue to have conversations with other uh, teachers about their mental health. And we kind of talk and feed off of each other in regards to that. So, yeah.
Those of us who stand outside the circle of this society's definition of acceptable women, those of us who have been forged in the crucibles of difference, those of us who are poor, who are lesbians, who are black, who are older, know that survival is not an academic skill. It is learning how to take our differences and make them scrims. For the master's tools would never dismantle the master's house. They may allow us temporarily to beat him at his own game, but they would never enable us to bring about genuine change. And this fact is only threatening to those women who still define the master's house as their only source of support. So that was Audrey Lord. She is wonderful. Like her work is amazing. And I highly suggest that you check out her work. She is phenomenal. And I really look up to her when it comes to my own writing. She's no longer with us, but you know, even though she's, you know, no longer with her with us, her work still resonates with me today. And it has an impact on me as a woman and how I bring about change in my everyday life. So once again, I highly suggest you check her out. So I hope you guys enjoyed this first episode of teaching and mental health. And I hope that you guys learned something from the podcast. And I would love to get some feedback of how I can make this podcast better for everyone. So definitely give me some feedback and I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.